JB and Billy have had a relaxing start to the day. I like a sleep in Sunday morning. A lie in Sunday, Jim. Now it's time for reflection. How do you self-assess? How do you reckon that went? Uh, we can work on it. Oh. <laughs> this is the best stuff from Triple M's Rush Hour this week. It doesn't get any better. No, Jim. It's the Rush Hour Sunday session. I feel good. On Triple M. Happy Sunday, Jimmy boy, and welcome to our first Sunday session of 2024. And we've jam-packed it full of gold too. Very soon we chat to Alan Border medalist Mitch Marsh. And we go from his magnificent cricket career to Jim's not quite as good. What? Plus, I want to talk to you about a weird thing that happens to me every time I'm near the boys in blue. Mm, But next... After Yannick Sinner's unbelievable Australian Open crown last weekend, we catch up with his coach, Darren Cale. Triple M's Rush Hour Sunday session will be back soon. And to get JB and Billy whenever you want, download the listener app and add the show to your favourites. I feel good. Australian coaching extraordinaire in the tennis, Darren Cahill, got it done again last night when Yannick Sinner won the AO. Our next guest has coached Layton Hewitt, Andre Agassi and Simona Halep to Grand Slam titles and world number one status. And last night, his newest student just took home his first Grand Slam. Senna seals the deal with an epic comeback. And he is the Australian Open champion. Please welcome Darren Cahill. The best, fat, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. The best coach in the game. His resume is extraordinary. Himself a fine player, of course. Semi-finals at the US Open. Uh, magnificent doubles player. Joins us now. Keller, welcome to you. Uh, good afternoon, James. Actually, my wife thinks you're the best commentator in the game. Oh, here right we next go. To me here. We're sitting right next to me here in the Qantas. Now, actually, she's blushing a little bit as I said that as well. <laughs> she and I sat How and watched you, James? your you, charge win. It's Leighton Hewitt many, many years ago. Yeah. Watch, uh, won the quarterfinal at Wimbledon, and we had a bloody good time together. She's well, a beautiful you lady, your wife. Actually, you know how the world turns full circle. Leighton actually warmed up Yannick Sinner for his final last night, which was amazing. So to stand on the court... With Rusty, putting him through the paces, getting him ready for that match last night. It was like a blast from the past, so it was wonderful. Hey, how were you thinking after the second set was completed? What what, what was the coach thinking? Uh, we were a little bit worried, clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the way that Medvedev started, we knew he was going to start aggressively. He's been to hell and back with the amount of time that he spent on court throughout the Australian Open, so we knew physically he was going to be a bit tired, and we knew he had to play aggressively. But we did not expect him to play at that level for oh. so long. And he was just playing out of his mind. So there was a bit of panic in, in our games and certainly a bit of worry in Yannick as well. But it, it changed a little bit at 5-1 in the second set. And Yannick got that break of serve and actually had a break point to get back on serve in the second set. He didn't get it. He lost the set 6-3. But there was just that small little window uh, where you could tell that Medvedev was just starting to slow down. And as long as he held his serve the early game to the third set, which is always a big worry because if you give him a quick break in the third set, he's serving well enough just to serve his way to victory. So he played some really good service games early in the third set. And once he got to three all, four all, we, we still knew that he was in with a real chance. Can you say much to him, Dazzling? Because uh, I sat courtside and yep. I was listening. <laughs> uh, and then you can't really say too many words. So what do you do as a coach? So coaching is legal now in tennis. It never used to be legal. The last couple of years, we are able to talk to the player about tactics or give an emotional pep-up speech or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. But 
it's more difficult than people think because you yeah. can only get their attention for about five or ten seconds. And most of the time, because the crowd noise is so loud, they yeah. have trouble hearing you anyway. So we end up screaming what we need to scream down to the court so the player can hear. So normally if the player, the opposition player, takes a medical timeout or leaves the court, uh, our player can come across yeah. to us and then you can have a normal conversation. But beyond that, it's only a few words here and there. Hey, a couple of questions for you, Darren Carl. What was the envelope, Craig? Tiley handed you just uh, after the match. What was that envelope? So there's a trophy that goes to the coaches. So ah. because there's two coaches that look after Yannick, we have to get a replica made for the second one. And the other one was firstly just a little pamphlet saying congratulations. Oh. Uh, there was also a check for 10 grand oh. in there. So the winning coach or coaches get 10 grand as a little oh. prize and reward. Yeah, so well, it was great. Did the players like the party court? No, right. absolutely not. That no, was one of the things that the players didn't embrace. And I think they tried a few things at the Aussie Open with moving around after one game where the public could come in and yeah. actually thought that held up play more than it helped play because it was a bit tough to serve when you throw the ball up and you've got people moving around right behind the court. I think it's fine for the sides of the court, but right behind the court it's a bit tough. Yeah. But the party court no, didn't work as right. well as I think it would in tennis because there was just too much noise. And they're trying to speed up the game, so they're going to get rid of let. So you just play on. Mm. Do you like that idea? Okay. Uh, no. Right. No, I don't <laughs> like that one either. But, but I understand why they're trying to do it. They do do it in college tennis. In yeah. college tennis in the US, uh, they play lets, and it does speed the game along quite nicely. I wouldn't be for that. I think there are other ways to speed up the game, but no, I think I'm more traditionalist and yeah. keep keep the game as it is. Yeah, I remember having a chat to you about winning a tournament and you said one of the weirdest parts about winning a tennis tournament is when you have all the rest of the players have already split oh, gone and you're on, basically yeah. partying on your own. Is that what happened with Yannick? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got plenty of mates around that we were able to enjoy it last night. And one of the things with the Aussie Open, because you start at 7.30, you don't finish the match until 11.30 if it goes five sets and then when you finish with everything that he's got to do we actually didn't see him we saw him briefly after the match and then when the media got a hold of him we didn't see him until three o'clock in the morning this morning so we got to spend two or three hours at the crown casino with him which was great so we didn't get to bed until about six or seven this morning but um yeah it's a long tough process it's enjoyable because he's won obviously but yeah uh, yeah, it's about two or three hours where you got to go around to all the media outlets and do all the stuff for the media Love it. And would have found a nice Italian joint, I reckon. Are we, yeah, we did. We ate well. We drank well. And actually, he's been visiting the Crown Casino and having a little dabble at Blackjack oh. what, every, every second night there, just as a tradition. Bets a couple of hundred bucks, win or lose. And uh, he's been winning every single night. And can you believe it? Last night, he actually lost. So oh. he, he, <laughs> his luck finally ran out after the final. So a good time for him to leave. Mate, exactly. congratulations. Yeah, well Success done. just follows you. Another major yes. winner. Uh, so tell Victoria she's got outstanding taste. <laughs> she has. She has. Now, he's a good young lad, Yannick, and he's got his feet on the ground. You'd love him. He's got a lot of Australian in him with his humour and the way he goes about things. He's raised well. His parents are great. So you would enjoy his company. He's a, he's a good kid. Well yeah. done. Well great done. chatting always. Beauty, guys. Cheers. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Oh, that's all right. I don't mind in a minute in a sport. Oh, <laughs> Rap. <laughs> the M sport in a minute. That's it. <laughs> now, I've got a question for you's lot. Yous. Mm. Right. Because I pulled up at the servo yesterday waiting to pay for my petrol. Good. As I'm waiting in the line, suddenly I get a presence next to me hose mm. and I turn around and it was a cop. Mm. Oh. Full gear on. Gun and all? The lot. Mm-hmm. In the car. And all the big black stuff and, you know, the Standing armor, the next armor, to you. Standing right next to me. Mm. 
And I don't know if this happens to you, but it certainly happens to me every time I'm confronted by a police officer. Yes, Jim. I crap myself and think. Why do you do that? Well, I think, what have I done wrong? That's the first thing I think. Yes. Uh, So have I broken the law recently? Yeah. Is the first thing I think. Every single time. Why is that? I don't know. Because, Hose, you're like me. You wouldn't have broken the law ever. Not meaningfully, anyway. (laughs) Well, not in the last 20 years. How dare you? No. Anything in particular you were thinking of? No, nothing. In the last 20 years, like, but we all buggered around when we were kids. But yeah. once you're an adult, you haven't broken the law. Not no, not to seriously. my knowledge. No. But I always think are there things that I haven't paid, like fines that I have, I'm unaware of. Well, you're either going to go through your number plate. Yes. yes. That's what I always think. Do you? Because they've got that scanning thing now and they just see if you're legit or something. Well, they look at your licence mm. plate. They immediately know that it's your car. Yep. And then I always think, I don't know if this is factual or not, that they can then go through your, your whole rap sheet, how much yes. you owe, and then they just they know everything Actually, about you like same in a second. At the it? airport, I'm convinced that something's going to go wrong, <laughs> and that at passport control they're going to oh, go, yes. no, nah, yep. mm. go home. In. Yeah, I was convinced that was going to yep. happen in December when yep. I'm going away. Uh, what I, is it because of my Catholic upbringing? Like, because I was made to do confession when I was like eight years old, and you had to make stuff up. Yeah, mm. but I everyone does it. Yeah. For some reason, you turn down the radio when you see him. Yeah, you do. When they're driving behind you, you think, oh, I better drive yeah, good yeah, now. Yeah. And you turn oh, down the radio. You and you, <laughs> no, no. And you put on the mirrors. blinker. Yeah. I'm doing everything yeah. right. Put on the blinker. One followed on me the into a servo, servo on uh, Lower Dandy Road a yep. couple of years ago, and they breathed me. Mm. Fair dinkum. Yeah, you're all was, over the road. No, I was fine. Mind you, it was after I filled the car, but it was in the morning. I had a Powerade, a Coke, and a sausage roll, oh, so, so you must cool. have thought I had a big <laughs> night. Yeah, big night. I, I went the other way along the Monash once, uh, going outbound, and I thought there was, the other side looked really empty. I'm like, something's wrong. Anyway, eventually I realised that there, there was a whole wall of cars because on the right-hand lane was a police officer driving at yes, 95, and then there were four cars next to <laughs> him Let me tell also you. driving 95. So when you drive up from Geelong sometimes and you're going yep. along, it may be a bit late, so you just – and then everyone slows down and you yep. go, what's what going on here? Idiots. Hurry up. And then there's a cop there and doesn't everyone just – No one passes And you, you set at about 103, you so do. you just crawl just, past just, them. Just ease yeah, past. Exactly. Now, and by the way – Is there a copper there? They might be able to tell us that. They're bloody rippers, our police no, force, no, no, no. and they do a great job, yeah. and we know they don't get paid enough, and they bloody stand in the line of duty to protect Bloody hope so, they do. So we love them, but it's just that mindset of you instantly thinking. Oh, what have I done? So mm. I'm standing next to this bloke, and I'm thinking, right, well, mm. what, what could I go for here? Yeah. And then I thought, driving in thongs. Oh. Is that illegal? Is it or isn't it? I don't know. But you know what I did? What did you have in your phone? I don't know if he picked up on it, but I, I went from standing next to him to go in the other side of the Allen's <laughs> lolly <laughs> oh, So he didn't see my right raspberries. <laughs> I stood on the other. And this this bloke must be looking at me How going, what a half wit. <laughs> He's literally trying to hide his feet from me. I've already seen them. Yeah. <laughs> You can't wear beef. Oh, it's, it's pathetic. We know who you are and we yeah. know where to find and, you. And, and also, <laughs> you've got thongs on your feet. You can't wear bare feet. No, you can't. It's the second time you said it. I don't understand. You, you can't. You can't not wear shoes. Yeah. Well, bare feet. You can't, but you can't wear Joey's feet. telling us it's not officially illegal, but it's frowned upon. Frowned upon. What, to, wear, to wear jandals, yeah, where you drive. That's why I wear the other side of the snakes. I always drive around me thong. Oh, oh, on that note, that we in there. Daisy Thomas, yeah. not too yeah. far away. Thank you, Rosie. Okay. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. There is no need for the bump. I'll quote him, Jim. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, 
That's <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Bison. Mitch Marsh was crowned the Allen Border Medalist. Marsh pumped him. Absolutely pounds it in front of Square. Big shot, this. That's a huge shot. This is a big ground at Optus, and he's cleared it. Absolutely launched by Marsh down the ground. That should be 12, not 6. The Allen Border Medalist for 2023, Mitchell Marsh. And worthy of it too, and in the end, crapped it in. He did. One by a mile. I know. And we've got him in the Uber on the way home in Perth. Big Bice. Congratulations (laughs) from everyone at Triple M. I'm actually just in the Uber on the way home from the pub, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. After after this, uh, after what you said last night, Mitchy boy. I'm a bit fat at times and I love a beer. A bit fat at times. (laughs) We thought you were describing Bill, Mitch. I knew I was coming on today, so I had something to talk about with Bill. No, I like that. We're, I think Australia <laughs> loves that when you say things like that, mm-hmm. Mitchie boy. And uh, yeah. you're right, as you've said before, mate, you were in a bit of a hole there, and then you've come out, you made that 118 at Hed- Headingley. We're just talking about that oh, smash. Yeah. And, mate, ever since then, there's just been love, love, and more love for Mitchie boy. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty crazy, hasn't it? Um, obviously, we've had a lot of team success over the last little period, but, um, yeah, I've certainly felt a lot of love from the uh, the Australian career fans, which has been incredible. So tell us about the mindset, mate, because you're in and out of the side a bit. Uh, we'd all seen you at uh, Sheffield Shield level and with white ball cricket, absolutely smacked the living crap out mm. of it. And we all thought at some stage <laughs> the is. big man's going to bring that to test cricket and when he does look out. <laughs> but it took some mental courage for you to arrive at that point yourself. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and, yeah, my, my test career um, was a bit rocky early on. Um, and probably still has the potential to go south, <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously I spent a long period out of the out of the um, side, um, and I guess in that four years, I I really just hoped that I would get another chance and um, did everything I possibly could to um, make sure if I did that I would do it my way. And um, I guess mentally, I've come a long way with a bit of maturity, a bit of experience. Um, and I guess yeah, my innings at Headingley, um, I guess really asserted to myself really that I could do it um, and sometimes at this level you need a bit of self-belief to um, I guess go to that next level. So many things we can talk to you about oh. but that amazing hundred bills talking about when you actually uh, nearly ran yourself out making it uh, the old oh, boy yeah. and Sean were in oh, Bali yeah. and yes. who was more pissed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good good question. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be hard to go past Sean there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was on fire. <laughs> oh, we see that's what we love. Also, my favourite memory: you two playing together. I think it was the SCG when you both made hundreds, mm. and yeah. and you just forgot to run and actually just started celebrating and nearly <laughs> ran each other out. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't our brightest moment. Um, <laughs> they call they call that marsh like behaviour in our change room. So. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit silly. Who worked out that you actually hadn't completed the run? Was it you or Sean? Me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was okay. He was at 130. Uh, you were 99. <laughs> I, still had, I still had to get my 100, so uh, I needed to get back to real sharp. Now, that the 100 bills uh, so beautifully uh, described as your moment at Headingley, what I loved most about it was, A, the way you played, but, B, when you came to the crease, head, he was on 35. Yes. And when you brought up 100, he was on 35. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> Uh, well, it was around that time when they were bowling short to him. Um, so, and Hedy's just so good to bat with his relaxed character, and they were just bumping 
I bump him. So basically all he was doing was ducking or getting a single to get him back on strike. And uh, he kept on coming down to me and he was like, man, what's the wicket like? Is it a good wicket? Because they hadn't bowled, <laughs> they hadn't bowled one in his half. So uh, he goes, mate, let me know what the wicket is. Mark, like. Mark Wood was steaming in, remember oh, yeah. that? They run ducking and weaving and oh, yeah. Bison just going whack, whackity, whack, whack, whack. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of our great mate Travis, can you still oh, have a no. bit of fun in the change Bill, rooms? Bill, you've already cost us one of our favourite guests. I know, we love him. But I just wondered in the change rooms for Australia now, if a bloke Bison makes a, a king pair, a golden duck yep. in both innings yep. is, can you yep. still hang shit on him or anything like that, or you've got to be all nice and say, bad luck, Trav? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I do. Um, unfortunately, with Trav, in Trav's situation, I was walking out the back, so um, it's a bit hard to be laughing on the way out. Yes. But, uh, whenever, whenever Smudger gets out, yeah. um, and I probably shouldn't be saying this on radio, but uh, I always just make my way into the change room just to listen to the blow Because <laughs> he's never out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I've, I've never played in a change room that has more fun. Um, Good. And that are more, it's sort of down to earth. And um, we understand that we're playing for Australia and there's a lot of stake. Um, but ultimately, it's a game of cricket and we're, we're there to enjoy it and entertain. So um, it's been a lot of fun. You're still in the Uber? <laughs> still in the Uber, yeah. Are you talking to the uh, Uber driver? Uh, he's had a busy day. Yep. <laughs> hey, mate, everyone that knows you and your journey yes. could not be happier. It's absolutely magnificent that you've now been crowned as Australia's best cricketer for the last 12 months. Richly deserved. Go and enjoy it. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. On you, Mitchy. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. I'm Sunset. always in a hurry. To do what? To get wherever, wherever I've got to go. <laughs> Well, I was watching TikTok today. On TikTok. TikTok, Tim. That's oh, not bad. They have some good stuff on there. I don't even know how to do that. Well, and up come you. You're right. on it, Jim. Am I? Victoria versus South Australia. You're batting. Dean Jones is bowling. Oh, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think you're making some runs because mm. you were looking pretty good. And even the commentator said, oh, look at him. He's looking good today. Dean Jones is bowling his little offies. Offies. You hit one back to him or out and covers yeah. a bit. He runs around. And he throws it at your head, yes. back to the keeper, but nowhere near the keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Chuck Berry. Yes. Actually threw it at your head. And well, then there was a few words. Yes, that was taken from a YouTube um, thing that Dogsy put up. Our oh, man, Two Dogs. I saw Two Dogs the other yeah. day. Mm. He, put it, he found this uh, tape of a uh, hundred I made in Adelaide against Victoria. Ah. I didn't. He said, I'm going to put it up on YouTube. It's yeah. bloody good. And I said, right, <laughs> I will send me the link when you do. And uh, I... That was part of that same innings. Ah. 96 in a session. You, mate. Yeah, and I didn't know. If I'd known I was 96, then I would have tried to make 100 in a session. Doug I had no Walters. idea. Dougie Wobble, that was in the test match. Yeah, that's so slightly bad. different. But, but Dino, the funny bit about him was he and I absolutely hated each other when we played yeah. against each other. Yeah. And then I went on to work with him quite a lot on pay TV commentary, mm. and we got on very well. Well, it'd be a bit like Merv. He didn't like you. No, at all. And now and, you're and working Shane, together. Chain? Well, did not like me at all. I don't know what I was. No, something about you. You're I don't think. Cocky <laughs> entitled. So I don't reckon. You would have batted like that. Like, look at me, look at me. But I got on very well with Shane, too. Yeah. So it was weird. Yeah. You, you go hard when you're playing, and then afterwards you have uh, a much different opinion of people. Four pages later on my TikTok. Yes. It had Tubby Taylor. Oh, the tub thumper. Bowling Angus Fraser oh, yeah. in a PM game. Yep. The ball bounced oh, no. twice. That's how bad. We got some audio of it. 
Our man Mark Taylor, oh, let me take you back to 1999, Prime Minister's 11 game. Bowling to Angus, Angus Fraser. Fraser. Oh, got him. Double bounces, no ball, surely. No, it's not. He has bounced the ball twice. Let's have a look. I've done him in the air here. Oh. <laughs> just, just a, oh, that was the zooter. Angus, Angus Fraser, the batsman. Simon Towful. Simon Towful, the umpire, has called that no ball. Now, they've looked up the laws of the game. The sure. ball has to bounce more than twice for a no ball. So Towful has cost me a wicket. Let's, let's forget about that. How do you, as a talented sportsman, bowl a ball that bounces twice in a proper game of cricket? <laughs> that was Mazuta. Oh. <laughs> it bounced twice. A, a PM's 11 game. You can't believe that, can you? But that's not out, isn't it? If well, it all bounces it, twice, it's, it's not According out. to Tubby, he, he then dived oh, into the laws. Right it's got to bounce more than twice. So the que two questions. Firstly, how can he not have the coordination to bowl a normal ball, <laughs> a legitimate ball? Throw it up. And how does Angus Fraser miss, miss a ball it. that bounces twice? <laughs> exactly. I don't, right. I don't understand that. So that was all today. Yes. And then also, Alan Border come up. Now, he has uh, spoken about his battle with Parkinson's yep. disease, Parkinson's of course. Disease, yeah. yeah, it was first diagnosed in 2016. And I know that you know him reasonably well, but we did pull something out about AB talking about Parkinson's disease. I got really sore in the hip, so I just thought it was, you know, age catching up with me and um, I, I started to get a bit of a dead leg, left leg, um, and just things like that started to happen more regularly. About 2015, 2016, I was first diagnosed in 2016. Are you scared of it? Or? Not, not so much scared, but um, yeah, it, it, I am worried, yeah, about, um, you know, the, the, that slow decline in, in, in the process. Um, I'm worried about that, and I've, I've sort of taken the route. You know, the least I know, the better. Yep. Um, whereas Jane has gone the other way; she she knows everything. So I, I do get lectured quite often about you haven't been for a walk for a couple of days, or you haven't done this, haven't done that, or you what are you doing, uh, drinking all those beers? And, <laughs> mm. uh, great man, Alan Border. I saw him in Brisbane. Yep. That was the first time I'd seen him all summer because my father has Parkinson's disease. Wow. So dad, who, who just crossed over with AB, yes. so AB started just as my dad was finishing for WA. And he always says to me, Smacker, make sure when you see AB, you send him my best because they're both uh, having the same disorder. Mm. And um, I said to him, Abe, I've been waiting all summer to see you to say yeah. that my father is also in the same bucket and he wishes uh, his best to be passed on to you. And no, it's, I understand AB and Dad have both got the much more manageable version of it. Yep. So it, they, as they get on, I mean, Dad's 82, as they get on, it's going to sort of slow them up slow, a bit. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to quite end up as bad as, say, Muhammad Ali yeah, with that exactly. famous lighting of the, yeah. you know, the Olympic exactly. flame. But um, great man, Alan Border. Yes. And uh, everyone wishes him well because, um, geez, he was, a, he was a warrior. Fighter. Oh, my God. Well, near fighter. Uh, angry. Uh, uh, yeah. Captain Grumpy. No, Bill, angry man. <laughs> I remember batting at the Gabba once, and like that second day, you're up there, Rabbits. Mm. Doesn't get any hotter than that. Oh. Not only stinking hot, but humid. humid. Mm. And I, so I'm batting, you know, Rackham and McDermott, all the rest of it. And I reckon it was about uh, 20, 15 minutes before mm. drinks. And I literally couldn't hold on to the bat because my gloves had just literally uh, sweated Sweet, through. Yeah. And in those days, that you had some manners out on the field. So you used to say to the opposition captain, do you mind if I change my gloves? You'd have to say that. In my day, you did. Oh, you just, just waved and said, yeah. you know, you mind if I change my gloves? AB looked at me and he said, there are drinks in 15 minutes. <laughs> if you're good enough to still be out here, and I doubt you are, <laughs> you can change your effing gloves then. <laughs> then. So instead of getting a new set of no, gloves, I said to keep batting. <laughs>
Captain did, Grumpy. Did you make That's, it to D? Yeah. Don't, don't think. Oh. <laughs> Big Carl gotcha. Oh, he would have been Carl. He would have sniffed me up. Oh, yeah. He would have sniffed me up. JB and Billy have had a relaxing start to the day. I like a sleep in Sunday morning. A lie in Sunday, Jim. Now it's time for reflection. How do you self-assess? How do you reckon that went? Uh, we can work on it. Oh. <laughs> this is the best stuff from Triple M's Rush Hour this week. It doesn't get any better. No, Jim. It's the Rush Hour Sunday session. I feel good on Triple M. In this hour of the Sunday session, Fat, we're getting a nice big helping of Topics Brayshaw. About bloody time you did something. Plus, our man Rabsy has a story about Triple M cricket and a shooting. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought you might actually improve this year, Fat, but I can see you're already a long way back. Idiot file coming. You know what they say, Jimmy boy? Past performances is the most reliable indicator <laughs> of future performances. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Oh, but next, a man we don't get to speak to often enough, Dave Hughes. Ow! Triple M's Rush Hour Sunday session will be back soon. And to get JB and Billy whenever you want, download the listener app and add the show to your favourites. I feel good. James Brayshaw and Billy Brown. Listen, right now we're joined by Aussie comedy legend Dave Hughes, whose new show, Fully Furnished, is on at the Adelaide Fringe and Melbourne International Comedy Festival. After a torturous couple of decades, our next guest would have been riding high during last year's finals. is as good as a flag. What is your favourite memory? Uh, 95, mate. You were there. Oh. <laughs> oh, Hang on straight to 95. 95. <laughs> Please welcome Dave Hughes. Hizzy! Oh, Our man, Huey. <laughs> I haven't seen you for too long. Where We're in Sydney. Been? We don't get eyes on you anymore. No, I've still spent a lot of time in Melbourne, and, and you know I'm wearing pants, which is obviously I'm overdressed for this. You, are. <laughs> you guys are so relaxed. Yeah. Unbelievable summer, the summertime. Rush hour. You can't beat it. <laughs> no, no. This can't is the number it. one. No, I have no. the uh, B-side on during summer. Uh, yeah, oh, still yeah, well, you know what I mean. The <laughs> still, late summer. Still late summer. running the tan and all that? Uh, I am, uh, and quite quick, as you know. Um, yes. Yeah, for all tan runners, my best time is 13 minutes 59, which is basically Bloody four kilometres. So right. it's very quick. Uh, but no, I, I'm not running at the moment because I have my injury. Oh, I had a... Right. Well reported, uh, very well reported surfing accident on New Year's Eve, where uh, I was in big waves up there in Queensland, and uh, yeah, I dislocated my shoulder, and I'm just very dangerous, very dangerous thing to do. Well, what are you doing, mate? You're beyond surfing now. Yeah. You got to a stage of your life where you don't need to be doing that sort of stuff. No, but you've got to enjoy yourself, and I'm I'm trying to wind down and thinking about things I can do in my retirement, right. and I thought <laughs> surfing was one of them. Oh, no. But you've, it was actually a surf lesson, to be honest. It was my first lesson. Right. And, uh, a lesson. It was a lesson. <laughs> and I didn't listen because in the lesson yeah. they said if you fall off your board, and this is anyone thinking about surfing, yep. maybe February surfers, if you, if you think about it, if you fall off your board, they said fall backwards. I didn't know why. I found out why. If you fall forwards off your board, your board can take the next wave without you, right. as mine did, oh, and it bang. drove straight into my back and dislocated my shoulder. The only thing that saved me 
was my own courage and the fact that I was in knee-deep water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you so crawled. I was, a, I was able to stagger out. <laughs> oh, what about the Blue Baggers? <laughs> Very good year last year. Uh, did look, you jump on? I, I, I jumped on. I was there when, when, when we, did no, you No, I was there when we got beaten by Essendon about mid-season and the Essendon president came up to me and said, I had no idea how bad you guys were. Mm. Yeah, Dave Barham, you know. Oh, yeah. Barham, yep. And I said, yeah, well, welcome, mate. We are. We're, I wanted Carlton. And did you I'm, say that's rich coming from you? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right. But that night they were beating us. And I was right. like, I, I honestly wanted the club to be sold for parts at that right. point. I was yep. like, yeah, can we is there can we just burn can we get some bikies to burn down Icon Park, <laughs> get the insurance and you know, start we'll a tobacconist yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just but, a tobacco shop. <laughs> but from that very night Bang. we turned it around. We oh, beat the Gold Coast. We thought that was a one off yeah. and then this went went and went and went. And the second half of last year was just extraordinary. And hopefully no, not no, we're 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 grand finalists this year. Yeah. Ooh, come yeah. on. We've got to be. Going. Well, if you're grand finalist, you've got to win it. Yeah, all right. Well, let's just get let's to it. Go first. with that. All right, we're going to win it. it. We're going to win it. That's it. We're going to win it. I thought you were brilliant. So, yeah. we do, are you down here enough to enjoy yes. the rise of the blues? Mate, of course I am. My son's on board. He went to Adelaide for a couple of years, broken for the when Eddie Betts went to Adelaide. My son went over there. Mm-hmm. He didn't go over there, but he actually yeah, started supporting right. Adelaide for a couple of years. He was there when they lost in 2017 against Richmond. Yes. He saw the misery of that. He experienced the misery. He come back and we're together. Father and son Good. at the blues games. We, we we ride the, in the outer. In the outer. <laughs> no, well, no, we're we're, well, we're about in the outer, dear. No, Stan. we're on the second tier. There's no denying that. But <laughs> but we we go that we took we took the train to the Collingwood. Remember the Collingwood game not last year, but the year before when we lost the final round mm-hmm. by like yes. after the siren yes, almost. I it, yep. And there was me and my son outside oh. the ground. I was that was the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. And we were meant to go on the train home. I said, I can't go on that train. And I rang my wife and I, I said, what? she said, what are you doing? I said, you've got to come pick us up. And then she drove to the MCG, but she was on the other side of the oval. Oh, no. Oh. I said, no, nah. I said, no, nah, I'm not walking past that ground again. <laughs> you find us. <laughs> you find us. <laughs> Triple M Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Not a particularly sophisticated show. So I wasn't with this ragtag mob of blokes. This is up in Brisbane. In Brisbane. Yeah. After one of the test match nights. Yes. Because a day-night day, test match, you're not out of there till 10 o'clock. Yep. So by the time you get to any bar, they're nearly bloody shut, especially in Brisbane. Mm. But Nothing who was? Stays open. Who was there? Well, it was all of the backroom staff for Triple M Cricket. Did oh. you have any of the commentators with yeah, you? Yeah, Hads was there, Gus was there, Ferg was there, and Dan was there. So a few of them. So oh. what happened? So we were sitting in the hotel lobby. I won't say what hotel it was. And we can talk about this because no one was seriously hurt. And it's also been in the news. And it's been in the news. And uh, we were just sitting around and we just hear this big bang. And we didn't, no one's ever heard a gunshot really Mm. before. So we didn't think it was anything. And then we heard another one. We thought, oh, hang on. That's actual guns. A shotgun. Shotgun being fired. Wow. At the kebab shop 50 metres down the road. Oh. Then we saw, heard tyre screech, car door open, gunman. Was going to go again, and then the car drove off. They decided not to shooting, and I don't know why. Drive by shooting. Drive by shooting. Um, so at that time, Gus was already in the elevator. Yeah, no. well, this was my question. He had two randoms with him. What was your question? My, well, who would have stood up? Yes, among this group. I don't reckon it's smart to stand up in this situation. No, well, in other words, who exited first? Yeah, first, yes. And, and so right. on, at Warland, first off. Yeah, uh, a name that's probably going to surprise you. B Haddon. Right. Gone. I think he went that quick. There was that little puff of smoke <laughs> in Vapor his trail. Yeah, and he was also in the elevator. He left his phone down there. No. He left his beer. Everything. Just took off. Just took off. The rest of us, Fruby was hiding behind a chair, sort yeah. of reaching over it. Yeah. Um, well, then, is he Ganane? 
Talk's a big game. Mm. And, and anyone who tells you they're courageous yeah. often isn't. That's right. So I would imagine he'd have split well, pretty bloody most quick. Well, most of the guys sort of just stood up like it was an inconvenience and thought, oh, we better actually huddle mm. over near the elevator, which we did. Uh, Ethan, a part of that, Dan. And then uh, Ferg and I grabbed our glass of Chardonnay and sort of stood up. And Chardonnay. Chardonnay. And uh, wa- oh, walked geez. over there. <laughs> All right. So there was one bloke. And there was one. Who went the other way. Mm. One bloke. One. Jace Taylor. Big Jace. Big Jace. Our tech. Went and got tech a kebab. Guru. We are all at the elevator and we're Smart. like, where's Jace? We look out the front. <laughs> this is genuinely 15 seconds after the second gunshot. He's having a dart out <laughs> on the street. <laughs> I think he lit it off the smoldering bullet. He was oh, out there that quick. So he was out on the street. Mate, he was 100 metres away. All you could see was the, the flame, you know, the, the ember of the oh, cigarette. No. Just And he's, he said, oh, I knew it. I heard the car going off. They're not going to come back. We're all right. <laughs> it's like, Jace. So was no one was hurt. No, well, a couple of people got some shrapnel wounds to their legs, um, but no one was seriously hurt. Right. So um, we can laugh about it and talk about it, but it was it was pretty scary. Scary, yeah, at the time. Oh, the old Heidelberg eater. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just walked straight out the front, and then he would have gone in and got well, a couple of kebabs. The kebab shop <laughs> didn't shut. It didn't oh, shut. It did not shut. Had to it, have it, shut. It, I, Joel's, he went and got a couple of slices of pizza a couple of hours later. Oh, it, a, it, <laughs> it didn't show. How many, how many pieces? <laughs> Two. <laughs> one dozen. No, but, it, yeah, a couple wow. of gunshots. It was pretty crazy, and I think it's very Triple M cricket for us to be involved in a shooting, to I be agree. fair. Mm. Not involved. Mm. We weren't. No, no. No, not involved. No, no, just no, part no, of a drive-by yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah. Drive and by. a shotgun. Yeah. Wow. Shotgun. Mm. Ridiculous. Righto. So... Scary. Yeah. It's scary for everyone. But not, like Gus called himself a saviour because he took two randoms to his hotel room. Oh, and gave him a 12 from his minibar. A 12? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two blokes he'd never met before. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, that 12 was lucky to survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's of yeah. great interest to me that Jace, our man, mm. who does the, yeah. our tech stuff all the way job. through the footy season, does a great job, was the one that was prepared to walk out and yeah. face the music. You're good on him. Never misses an opportunity to light up the <laughs> old <laughs> Jace. M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. You know how bad that was, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like it. What well, we're talking uh, about here, and we have Rosie Walton. It would be all right. Who is uh, beautiful at doing this within our setup here. Mm. And that is, you get the most brutal honesty in your life yes. out of women. Honest feedback. Whether it's your wife, your partner, your mum, or hoes. Who loves to uh, just give it to you straight? Which I've, all, I've been working with those for the best part of thirty years, and she's magnificent at it. Abrasive. Just splits you straight down the middle. Yes, exactly. So I'm driving a while back uh, with my now beautiful wife sitting next to me. Three young blokes in suits mm-hmm. come walking across the set of lights in front of us while we're waiting. They were like advertising smacks. <laughs> Early 30s, yeah. dressed like they'd come straight from the races. Yes. And I was saying out loud, have a look <laughs> at these knobs. <laughs> I said, hair slick back. <laughs> what about the swagger on the tool out the front? Yeah, I'm giving it all of this. Yeah. And Lisa's not saying anything. <laughs> and then I'm, going, no, I'm being serious. Look at them. Look yeah. at the three of them. And she gives it the, you know, that's exactly what people say about you. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> oh, shit! Piss off. <laughs> That's I, said, I don't so look true. like these halfwits. No, you do. And when you dress up. At least some form of life achievement was what I was trying to fly by her. <laughs> but not these uh, dingbats. But people do say that. One triple three five three. Yes. This is what we're talking about now. Yes. Uh, hence, hence the brutal honesty you've received from a woman in your life. Spot on. Because they don't pull any punches. No. And I love it. Including 
Someone close to you, Rebs. Yeah, no, I was at my dad's for dinner the other night, and she said, um, are you going to shave your hands before Daisy's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> shave my hands? Oh, what do you mean? She said, Wolverine. Yeah, she said I look like Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. Yes. That's it. That's exactly. why we love it. Yep. George joins us, Taylor's Hill. Hello, Georgie. Hello there. Yeah, uh, I'm always cracking jokes with my wife, and she said to me, the other day, I love you for your sense of humour. Yeah. And I said, I thought it was because I was good in bed. And she said, see, that's what I mean. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. I yes. like that. We that's all get that. Well, yeah. well, you would have had that feedback regularly. <laughs> uh, Bob Windy Hill. Hello, Bob. Bobby. G'day, JB. G'day, Skinny. How are you, mate? Yeah, that'd be JB and I'm fat. G'day, <laughs> Bobby. Yeah. What are you doing, Bobby? Oh, one time, I, my first girlfriend when I was a teenager, yes. um, we went to the movies and I put my arms around her and made the move and I'd never had a, never kissed anyone in my life. She was my first and yeah. we're sort of getting to know each other. And and the only things I'd seen from kissing was from movies and some weird things and I ended up sticking my tongue down her throat. And oh, she, no. and, and she did what And she did what uh, Bill does every week on the show. On the show and started choking, and started sort of choking, and, and then, and then all of a sudden she said, "I, I thought I was going to die. It's the worst kiss I've ever had in my life." And then I just sat there embarrassed, and it was a bit awkward the rest of the time. But and as you can see, it probably didn't last very long. No. But, uh, it was a, the old lizard, the old Ramatunga, the old lizard Bob. <laughs> and he still remembers that. He's in Point Cook. Hello, Maddie. Maddie. Hey, boys. How are you? Not first kiss. I hope. Matty? <laughs> nah, not the first. Hey, I was just up the river on a boys' fishing trip and drinking trip, so I get back a couple of days ago, think I get a haircut, treat myself, get Mrs. gets home and she reckons it's the worst haircut she's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst I've ever, ever seen. That's the thing. It's always the worst. That's the worst thing. Bill, this is what I love. They just don't care. Just have some of that, Matty. Exactly. Stay there like it. Dan in Cranbourne. Hello, Daniel. Dan? How are you, mate? Good. Dan, what happened? Uh, so I was playing uh, local cricket uh, and the business decided to uh, come down and watch. Um, and uh, let's just say I ended up making a golden duck um, and she turns around and she goes, oh, you better well today, love. I'm like, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> and just left. Yeah. You battered well. Battered well, well battered. the first nurry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I love it. No, well, no one likes them. Well, Jesus, how many of them dive? Hetty. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> probably not as many as Trap. Oh, man. Trap got two in one game. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Uh, Jimmy boy, I went to a bed with an Irish girl once. You went to a bed? <laughs> no, I went to bed <laughs> All right. with an Irish girl once, yes, Jimmy. Yes, yes, yes. All right, now, five days in. Maddie and Maddie had a day off. He did, too. So, so this is actually four days. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, Maddie in the booth, Maddie Haywood, had yeah, a day off. He days. wasn't well. So he, he, none of this idiot file was idiot a file. part of that. No. So it's four days. It couldn't be. Four days of broadcasting and you put together an idiot file that Maddie said to me was nine and a half no, minutes. It'll take 30 seconds. I've had a couple of little stuff-ups. No. You've and... had a bad start, which doesn't surprise any of us. So a four-day idiot file. On, Enjoy. So you are a school teacher. I am. You live down Langwarren Way. That's where Rapsy's from. and. 
from Nari Warren. Same thing. Yeah, Nari it's Warren. Got Warren. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Warren and, on the end. And you've already completed 45, um, what do you call those runs? Marathons. Yeah, marathons. <laughs> you got five to go. There's a wellness charge, a city tourism charge, a state tourism charge, guest amenities, occupancy, and tipping. Jim, it's expensive. Expensive. <laughs> and the family's back. We've got Hose and we've got Beersy and Rudy. Oh, Mickey, what's his name? Uh, the drummer? Uh, Matty O. <laughs> don't. don't say anything. Call him Mickey. Yeah, Mickey O. Mickey O. And... Five at five oh five. Well done, Ramsey. Button right on the button. There you go. About time you did something right. <laughs> now, Jim, we've all watched the cricket and uh, Channel Seven. You're on there. You're on Triple M, of course. And uh, I love this because you're very good at what you do, Jim. Very good. You're the best in the business. And this would be at number. What's at number five, Fat? <laughs> You're the best at <laughs> your segment that you bugger up. I haven't done every it for a year. Time. Shut your gut. <laughs> right. Uh, number four. How about number four, Bins? <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Uh, now, what's going on with the oh. Ric Flair at number three? This would be. <laughs> what's at number three, Coco? He's not. I'm changing it around. One, not right. one of them right so far. <laughs> what's going on with the Ric Flair? Anyway, keep going. Which one's this? Number one? No. no. <laughs> Give us number two, Smack. <laughs> so number one, special comments. No doubt about that, Jimmy Boy. You just, I don't know what it is, Rick. You know what's going on. You hear the ball off. Th- thank you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon he knows what's going on? Well, 160 test matches. Well, there's a lot of other blokes sitting there that don't know what's going on. Let me tell you. But here's the ball off the bat. Like, if that McCurk. He hit that oh six. God. Hit the six the other night. Is it this was a question? The... Yesterday you, you had to run two bias. Yes. And you had to go fruity with the second one to avoid an up front woolly. Yes. Right. But so I got a today? up front Alabajang or whatever it was. Oh, What's a song oh called? <laughs> Alabajang. What are you even trying Alleluia. to say? Hallelujah. <laughs> What's our song called? The wedding of the year last year, of course, Jim and Lisa, or the lovely Lisa, and we went across to Rotness, Rotness oh, no. Island. <laughs> what about that? Well, and then Kobe, 81, right. and then Wilt, 78, Wilt, 73, Wilt, 73. Right. So, so Chain mm-hmm. never wilted in those big games. <laughs> right. He never. Chain Bowie. Chain Bowie. He's never been referred to too, Wilt as Chain Bowie. Um, also, the Socceroos won. Uh, they didn't win last night. They drew with this Pakistan. <laughs> Bit of a tennis, of course, the Australian Open. Can you believe in the women's, for the first time since 1978, I think it is, a qualifier has got through to the semi final? Yastrum Danska defeated uh, Noskovka. And then, of course, you make 100 and you take one of the great catches at short. Square leg or wherever it was. It was Short a bloody... square leg. What do you call that little spot Short in there? Short leg. Matea Apavon. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, nothing no. like it. Became the first Frenchman. <laughs> Matea. What I love is when he doesn't quite know a French name, he puts an R in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah. It's just Matthew. As if that helps him Matthew. get it out. Yeah, it's Matthew. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Pavon. <laughs> Jared Ruffhead. Mm-hmm. What is he, uh, head of player? Position. <laughs> Player. player position. Acquisition. Player position. Acquisition. Acquisition. Yes. Oh, there we are, Fat. Not that hard. Acquisition. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> it through. Oh. 
What's the point? Of, you won't see the lights. You don't even see any horses. Why, <laughs> why do you even go there? No, I do, Jim. Believe Stay it or not. Stay down here and follow the bloody magic. No, no, you go up there. It's a sausage sizzle a bit. There's a lot of blokes there, uh, Richo, isn't it? But, uh, but the, the twilight. It's called a sausage fest, not a sausage sizzle, you <laughs> Oh, dribbler. my God. Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You know what that means? No, I never on, Hold on to something you have rather than maybe um, t- taking a risk for nothing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means, you idiots. Oh, my God. Four days. Four. And, and most of that was from day one. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't it? Half just of that idiot file minutes. was the first day. <laughs> when was that? <laughs> I explained that... Um, Bird in the hand and two. Not, the not really at yes, all. I did. No, well, not people at all. have said to not me at all. They didn't know what sure what it was about. So now they not know sure what that was about. Fact, that saying. And we're um, I'm I've nearly had enough. <laughs> you and I've no, only been back for five. I know you nearly have had, had, enough. had enough. You've actually had yeah, enough. So a month off. So you're finishing up. A month off. A month. Give me a month. Four I'll weeks. Come back reinvigorated. So and able to put up with that. Who's going to sit there? Don't know. Also, don't care. Do you want to watch Billy's joke? You didn't that, need the that, prop. That's a, a visual prop <laughs> to a horrifically bad joke. Just follow Triple M Rush Hour on Instagram and you can see Billy's joke every day. <laughs> of all the jokes Billy Brownless told this week... This better be good. This was certainly one of them. All right, have you got something funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on Triple M's Rush Hour Sunday session, this is Billy's joke. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Go with me on this one. Oh, no, we apparently have to. <laughs> a bloke's just sitting in his chair in the lounge room, minding his own business, and the doll comes in with a fry pan, hits him on the head. Oh. oh, what's that for? Well, I found a bit of paper in your trousers, and it had the name Jenny on it. He goes, oh, that's right. The boys down the pub, they gave me a tip, this horse called Jenny. Oh, sorry, darling, for that. That's right. Next day, he's sitting in the same chair. She comes up and goes whack again with the fry pan. Right. He said, what's that for? Jenny rang. <laughs> that's just woeful. <laughs> the fat. Jim, the horse, the horse uh, rang. Oh, horse rang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? The horse rang. Got the pad out. Yeah, yeah, the numbers. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the hoof out. And, oh, yeah. The oh, horse oh, rang. Oh, seriously, <laughs> Even you know no, that's not up to scratch. It's is actually it? all right. It's actually all right. If it's told, Will. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm generous. I'm generous. Come on, See? rabbits. That does that. That's not worthy. The horse of rent. plastic. The horse rent. No, no, I know. Where's I, your? No, I, get, I get the joke. Where's your bracelet? It's not funny. No. Where's your bracelet? Chips. Mm. What are you on about? <laughs> What are you talking about, idiot? That's what we spoke about on the show today. <laughs> Jim. Jim. Oh, my God. Okay, I've got one more day in me. You do? I'm having a month yeah. off. <laughs> this has been Triple M's Rush Hour Sunday session. The best of JB and Billy. You must produce better radio. And even though they're going, you can still take them with you wherever you go. Download the listener app and add JB and Billy to your favourites. I feel good.